Hi, I'm Annie Siegel. The last time I prayed was yesterday after I left the grocery store and I saw a man wearing his mask, not covering his nose at all. And I prayed that he did not breathe his COVID breath all over me. Hey guys, before we get into today's episode, there's another podcast we wanted to tell you about. It's called The Prince and the Pervert. You won't believe what Jeffrey Epstein got away with. A global criminal conspiracy, a prince, a jailed socialite, and a billionaire who may or may not have been murdered. Welcome to the world of the Jeffrey Epstein, The Prince and the Pervert podcast. The program is hosted by two journalists who have been researching the case since July 2019. Epstein, Ghislaine Maxwell, Prince Andrew, they cover them all, plus the cesspit of criminality around the pedophiles, the conspirers, and the enablers. So subscribe today to The Prince and the Pervert, wherever you get your podcasts. I personally love this podcast. I'm beyond intrigued by all the Epstein madness. In fact, I recently found out my dad worked for him for a bit back in the 90s. Um, Crazy stuff. So subscribe to The Prince and the Pervert. I think you guys will like it. Hey, I'm Jess, and this is JC, and we're the hosts. Hi, we're the hosts <laughs> of Pray for Us, a podcast about practicing an ancient religion in the modern day. We're talking about Judaism, how it fits into our life, food, relationships, politics—sort of, not really. Only when I feel like it, and everything in between. Today, we're talking to Annie Siegel. Yay! Um, before we get into that, let's just say Happy Motherfucking Inauguration Day. We're recording this on Wednesday, January 20th, and I am so damn happy. Happy Inauguration Day. I'm on cloud nine reporting live. (laughs) Truly, (laughs) truly so blessed, so happy. Like, I honestly don't have words and I don't have much to say other than I'm in a good mood for the first time in a long time, and I hope it stays that way. Same. I'm so glad to return to decency and normalcy and have an administration that prioritizes its constituents first and not how many fucking likes or retweets the president gets. Mm -hmm. And I think that I have, I mean, it's going to be a rough recovery, but I think that we're on the right path. And I really, I have a lot of faith in Biden and Harris. Likewise. And I would also like to note that um, John Ossoff today sworn in on a Hebrew scripture. Wow. And it was a Hebrew scripture owned by Rabbi Jacob Rothschild, the rabbi of it of the Atlanta synagogue that was bombed by white supremacists in 1958. So fuck yeah, John. Thanks for keeping it real. Yeah. And thanks to everyone who voted for him. That really was great. Yeah. And for Reverend Raphael Warnock. Would love to have one or both of them on the pod still. And you know who also I'd love to have on the show? Annie Siegel. Well, yes, I was going to say first gentleman, Doug Emhoff, but also Annie Siegel. I will also take first, second, second daughter. How do you say that? It's like, if you're, I don't the, know. if you're the kid of the vice president, what are you? I think they just call you by your name. <laughs> it's not like daughter, second, like first cousin once removed. It's not like, no. <laughs> at a certain point, you just have to give it up. But yeah, I would gladly have Ella Emoff on the, on the pod as well. Um, anyway, 
We have a good show for y'all today. Just kidding. I've been in St. Louis for too long. Sorry about the yeah. It's not like you. Hearing that come out of... It, it was gross. I cringed. I'm sorry. From I regret it. It's not right. Uh, we do have a really great show. This is a fun one. Annie's such a kind, funny soul and a friend of both of ours. We've had other people on the show who are friends of ours, but not someone who is as close with both of us as Annie. So this is pretty groundbreaking, I would say. Well, hope you enjoy. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Should we get into it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Perhaps we should give people a little context about who Annie is if you don't already know, which if you don't, you're about to find out. Okay, I guess I'll continue talking. Annie <laughs> is our friend, former coworker. I would call you a emerging influencer. I wouldn't say that you're neither you're neither micro nor macro. You're just an influencer. You're a Jew. You're a writer. Are we allowed to call you A Town, or is that like another world? Like, are you, you can going call me by Annie now? The nickname like, that like, I gave myself, but I'm back to Annie. But I'll okay, always so have A Town in my heart. Yeah, I feel that. I like Annie. Thank you. I also like Annie. Yeah, my full name. My a lot of my family calls me Annie Rose, but people refuse oh, to call cute. me that here. Thank you. Just to get this like out of the way, is your real name? Anne or Annie? No, it's or, Annie. Like, my parents like it, I'm an Annie, Annie and my brother is a Harry. We're like we're, our nicknames are our names. Oh, I our love that. Names yeah, are I like love nickname that. names. Yeah, so I get really mad when people call me Anne. It's like That's don't not call your me Anne. And now I'm mad at Anne Hathaway for being like call me Annie. It's like you should have decided mm-hmm. that when you're 16. It's annoying. She was like, I didn't realize the stage name I chose would be my stage name forever. It's like that's literally the point of a stage name. <laughs> yeah, think about it, Anne. Not calling her I Annie. Do- I do like Anne Hathaway. I did not like her, but I just want to note like people can change. And I, I didn't like her for a long time. I found her to be very annoying. And now that I've matured, I've come to appreciate her talent and her, her career. I love her. And I always have. I watched Princess Diaries a couple weeks ago and I was like, Oh, I, you can't not love her. She's just like, she's like an American, American treasure. She's Mm -hmm. such a, I just think she's so talented and wonderful. And you know, it's a great movie. The intern. I love the intern, Nancy oh, Myers. Yeah. yeah, Nancy Myers. We we love her. You guys love her here? Mm-hmm. Well, JC, do you love her? Yeah, of course. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Mm. I was actually watching the trailer today for Anne Hathaway's new movie called like Lockdown or The Lockdown. Yeah, didn't get great reviews, unfortunately. I would prefer it's basically mm. about this couple who in the midst of COVID like perform a heist and I just think it's way too soon to start making movies about being in quarantine in a lockdown in the middle of a pandemic like we are not through this yet we don't have perspective and I yeah I don't foresee that, that. was the we're consensus. ever gonna want those I don't think I, like I that whole, what was it love in the time of COVID I thought that was a joke and that was like a real show they did and there that. was that Michael Bay movie <laughs> with Bradley Whitford and I god knows I love Bradley Daddy. Whitford couldn't pay me yeah, it did not pay me to see that movie, though. It's, like, truly about... It's, like, COVID-21 strikes New York City. No. It's, like, bro, no. It's, like, we already have We're Handmaid's Tale. Let's just stick to that. And you get Bradley yeah. Whitford as well. Just do that. Double whammy. Mm-hmm. So, Annie, can you tell us a little bit about, like, where you're from and your Jewish upbringing? So, I'm from right outside of Philadelphia. It's called The Main Line. It's very. It's where Abby Jacobson's from. I went to the same high school as her. 
It's very waspy area, a lot of country clubs. I was one of the only Jews in my high school. So we like had to go to like this, like, actually, like, it was like my synagogue was in Phoenixville. So we had to drive 30 minutes because I was a conservative Jew and that was where the synagogue was. And um, it was like a blue collar synagogue almost. It was kind of cool to see like blue collar Jews almost. But yeah, I was really one of the only Jews uh, from my high school. I didn't realize that. Mm -hmm. I was always under the impression that Philly, especially the main line, was very Jewish because two of my very good friends who are from the main line are both Jewish and all of their friends are Jewish. So I just assumed. Did they go to Lower Marion or something? Yeah. where they went? Yeah. Yeah. So that's like a very Jewish. I know people that went there too. Lower Marion is super Jewish and Philadelphia is pretty Jewish. But where I'm from, my parents, for some reason, decided to settle there. And let, and what let are your parents? Struggle, I guess. What? They're yeah, still in Philly. That, you, they lived in that okay. house for 30 years and they haven't left because my whole family, like we've since like we were from Russia have been in Philly. Big Philly Jews. What did they wow. do for work or pleasure when you were growing up? Like what's their vibes? <laughs> uh, my mom was pretty much a stay at home mom, worked part time as a secretary for her father, who was a lawyer in Philadelphia. So that was her part-time job. And my dad has like bounced around. He was the head of housing and revitalization for the state of Pennsylvania uh, for a couple of years. And then he just does uh, consulting in real estate and stuff like that and putting together financial grants for um, housing and urban development stuff. That's good stuff. Cool. That is yeah, that's awesome. They're great. Was it a big deal for you to move to L.A.? My parents were really, really supportive. Like, my dad thinks I'm, like, the coolest kid ever for doing it. Because I guess it is. Like, you forget that it's kind of cool to move across the country away from your entire family. I wasn't scared at all, though. I, like, I love it here. I, like, kind of knew that I wanted to be here. You spent a fair amount of time at home, though, right? Over the quarantine? Or no? No, because, so, when I, when the quarantine started, my birthday is March 15th, and that's pretty much when it started. Um, That's literally when it started. Everyone, please send gifts. March 15th, please put this in like the show notes or something. Um, (laughs) But uh, no, so I was working for Sarah Silverman as her assistant. And we, she had a musical, The Bedwetter, that was going to be off Broadway. uh, And we were doing the workshops and we flew on March 10th and we were living in the same apartment together. So we were roommates. We flew March 10th. And I remember it was March 12th. I was watching CNN and it was like Broadway shut down, everything shut down. Coachella, I think Coachella was the first thing to cancel everything. Like Coachella That's really when you know that. it's real. Yeah. <laughs> I had that three months, then uh, came back to LA for a little bit. And then sadly, my grandmother passed away in July. So flew home. I was lucky to be able to fly home for that. And then was home yeah. for only like a week and a half and then came back to LA, but then was just home for the holidays. Yeah. yeah. Sorry about your grandmother. <laughs> I am sorry. Oh, good. Well. It's been a very, it's been a very death heavy year i think for everyone obviously but it just is like yeah a lot the dog sarah and i totally. foster just died too and i was like kind of it, i got the news and i was just like oh my god no peeps it was like oh, not no. worth it sad. yeah it is really sad i almost just asked dog. if it was covid related but i guess for a dog it wouldn't be <laughs> <laughs> it was it probably was kind of covid related you can relate it to that i think like I separate everything now is COVID related a little. I think even if you die of like a heart attack, it's probably because you're stress eating because you're inside all the time because of COVID. Therefore, COVID related. Yes. When in doubt, blame COVID. That's what I say. I love that. I love COVID. I I don't love COVID. Sorry. Wow. You heard it here first on the record. (laughs) (laughs) I love the pandemic as an excuse because I, you guys both know I kind of like canceling plans. Like I like being alone. Oh, uh, and plans, but thank you, Jess. 
uh, I love that excuse to be like, I don't really feel comfortable this pandemic, so I'm just going to stay home. And it's great. And people, I mean, I like, truly use it as an excuse for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, What's the last time you even used if- it as an excuse? <laughs> Yesterday. <laughs> for Kitty's sake, for what? <laughs> No, I will we'll cut that. No, I'm Annie. You're super close with your parents, they're featured very often on your social media, which we are grateful for. Are both of your parents pretty religious or not really? No, not at all. They like, I'm the one we, Hanukkah was over when I was home, and I was the one who was like, let's light the menorah, let's do this. They don't really, they we celebrate the high holidays, but once I got bat mitzvah, they really kind of gave up on all of it. Um, and we still do that. So I've kind of had to, my brother's super over, I have an older brother. He's super over the Jewish thing. And I think we kind of like, as a family, decided to make our Judaism, one, it's always going to be a cultural thing, but kind of a la carte Judaism, where there are certain things that are mm. amazing within Judaism that I like do and continue to do. And that I think that they do like to some degree, but for the most part, no, that. we're not, we don't do anything together. Yeah. What does your brother do for a living? My brother. Or is he like five? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, he's two years old. My birthday is March 15th. His is March 16th, but two years older. So my parents have a pattern, I guess. But uh, he's two years older. He lives in Washington, D.C. He uh, is now part-time, or he take, does law school at Night in America and while also working a full-time job as I'm like doing influencer wow. shit, I guess. What a but, catch. <laughs> uh, so he does that. He works, at a, he works at NeighborWorks and works in the same thing as my dad urban housing and stuff like that and helping uh lower privileged people lower income bracket people get housing wow that's yeah. incredible lives, how does that lives, make you feel <laughs> it honestly but i give people smiles and i think that's that's true yeah, that's, important. Important. that's basically yeah. charity work especially yeah. in this day and age yeah i bless people with my face so. i have to say and i hate to admit this several people in my life who are very close to me are like annie is like the funniest person who i follow on instagram She's so funny. Like, I love her so much, et cetera, et cetera. These people follow me on Instagram too and are very close to me. Ooh. So I hate, I hate to admit that sort of thing, but I just, I do have to give you props for doing the Lord's work. Thank you so much. I'm trying to get into TikTok and like really spread that, but. I actually posted a TikTok today that already has like a hundred something likes. Okay, brown really? about it. If you don't mind checking it out, post this podcast. I will. Great. You're famous. At That's Lady, a lot. My my handle is at Lady Jacknack. Um, <laughs> so you can check it out. Try not to use my real name on that app just in case. Like, I don't know. I do some weird, stupid stuff over there. That's what it's but for. Speaking. Wait. Yeah, that is. Before you move on, why is it not J Snack? Why Jacknack? Your name's not Jack. Because it. I know, but J A C, like L L A D Y J A C N A C, like because it rhymes. It rhymes, Jacknack. It's like Lady Gaga, but Lady Jacknack. But it's only because your boyfriend's name is Jack, so you're naming yourself Jack as well. Well, I created that name far before I knew current boyfriend Jack. Oh, you manifested Jack. Yeah, I manifested him. But that name dates way back to when we had to change our Facebook names senior year of high school, so that colleges wouldn't like. Not accept, not accept us. So that was my Facebook name back in senior year of high school. Was Lady Jackknife. That's cool. Speaking of college, Annie, we went to the same one. Yes, but we didn't know each other at that point. But we didn't know each other. Where um, did you guys? Would we have gotten along? No, I think so. Yeah, why wouldn't we get I along now? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I, you were you were a Tridel and I was a Theta, so I don't know. 
That's what I was going to say. The turnovers were so cool. I, was not... I always thought they were so cool. Yeah, but I was like the fattest, ugliest one in the house. So like I was always very like cynical about being in that house. Like I was like, oh, they need a funny girl. I'll just like do this one and cheer them all up. Which in hindsight wasn't great for my self-esteem. But yes, exactly. Very selfless. Mm-hmm. Is Syracuse very Jewy? Everyone I know there Syracuse. is Jewish. Yes, yeah, Syracuse is very Jewy. Why is Syracuse, that? Syracuse, we have like eight. Of- there's eight. I don't know why that is. There's like... I mean, I hate to be like, because it's so expensive, but like... It is. I I think there's just a tradition of a lot of Jewish people going there and then like a lot of people spreading the word about Syracuse at their summer Mm -hmm. camps and then that's how people find out about it because I found out from summer camp, yeah. Yeah. Where did you go, Annie? uh, Camp Wayne for Girls in the Poconos. 18455. Yeah. 56 nice people, please. 18455. The thing about Jewish summer camp and... Um, Syracuse, I think, like, I went to summer camp, and that's really when I got to know, like, myself as a Jew and, like, other Jews and be around that. And then I think Syracuse has a similar thing because you, like, you, like, you know that the Hillel's there. You know that it's going to be a safe place to be a Jew. I think that's mm-hmm. a big thing, too. Exactly. Like, my little, my baby cousin is applying to colleges now, and he, his mom is, like, really adamant because she, when she went to college, she got a lot of, like, anti-Semitism where she went. And she's making sure there's a good Hillel because she wants to make sure that that doesn't happen because unfortunately it does happen to people still. Mm-hmm. We had a very I similar conversation funny. with, I think, I believe it was Lizzie Cooperman who, you know, and we all agreed that like our parents all pushed us to go to colleges with like somewhat of a Jewish community just yeah. so you feel safe and knowing that if you need those people <laughs> that they'll be there. Um, Even at the U of A, where I went to college in Tucson, there's tons of Jews, like lots of East Coast Jews, and they all sort of stick together, which I think is really interesting. I wasn't part of that circle as much, but I think it's just like they flock to the desert, and there's like power in numbers. I don't know. There's like a ton of Jewish fraternities and a couple, I think there's one big Jewish sorority as well. Probably AFI. Yeah, AFI was the we mm-hmm. did not have SDT, but we had A5 and anything. I was like, <laughs> You're good. They're scary. <laughs> At our school, they would like bang pots and pans in your face during rush. And it yeah. was like the most off-putting situation I've ever been in in my life. Yeah. there. I remember when I was there and I sat during rush and they asked if I went to camp. I said, yes. I We exchanged who we knew as you do when you like talk about summer camp. And then she got up. I walked away and I just sat there until the round was over. <laughs> <laughs> so they didn't That's better me than back. when I when I walked into DG and asked the girl who was rushing me if they went to camp and she said no and then got up and walked away and I sat there the whole rest <laughs> of the time. <laughs> Why did they not walk a Jewish away? Sorority. No, that is not. I have no. I don't know. It was very embarrassing. They did cut me. Of course. <laughs> yeah. I got cut by a lot and I was like, whatever, I know which one I'm going to be in. Like the lesbian one. We're good. <laughs> in hindsight, do you guys regret being in sororities or are you proud of that? I don't regret it at all. I mean, I, I almost said a lot, but really like my, one of my best friends from college is from my sorority. I never would have met her otherwise. There's no way. I mean, I think the social experience of it was pretty irreplaceable, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Like I partied way too fucking hard, but, uh, <laughs> That's, we were in but party it, school at that point so yeah but when I left college I was like oh I don't need to be a crazy adult because I did all that already mm-hmm. so I think 
Yeah. It does help get it out of your system. I don't regret Theta. I was like, I knew that was the one that I like had always wanted because I like I knew that they were more welcoming for like queer people and I was still mm-hmm. closeted at that point. So once I got in, it was just like this like environment that like really fostered and helped me to like really accept myself and grow into myself. Yeah. When did you come out? I had like a process of coming out. I first <laughs> made out with a girl sophomore year of college and then I like convinced myself I think it was like once Magic Mike came out and I had made out with her and I was really into it, obviously. <laughs> and then Magic Mike came out and I was like, Channing Tatum was beautiful in that. And I was like, well, I, I like Channing Tatum in this. So I think I'm straight. I think I'm just going to keep being straight. And I just kind of like kept doing that till like toward the end of college. Then I really started liking my end of sophomore year. I had like a whole thing with this older girl in my sorority. And that Who? was like my first Just kidding. Tell me later. <laughs> Name me. <laughs> I'll tell you later. Um, we're like uh, we're like best friends now. I think that was me just being like a baby gay, being like, oh my god, someone's showing me affection. I'm in love with them, but I, that's not what mm-hmm. that was. In hindsight, I can be like, that was stupid, and then proceeded to hook up with a couple girls in the sorority, as one does when you. I never sisters. looked back. Yeah, <laughs> kissing sisters. <laughs> Once I got to LA, I was still like a bit self conscious just about like I was like college chubby, like I we, Jimmy John's the hoagie place was on Marshall Street, which is like the restaurant straight to Syracuse and I would just go I'd turn to my friend and go hey I'm gonna go pick up a like a light snack and I would just get a full hoagie from Jimmy John's and that was what I called a snack so I okay well I'll, like, oh my gosh that's what you do get. you one better because I, I, the same thing. I, I would do the same thing with sliders which you was did the like same? um hell yeah with like a, but it was like a grilled cheese and french fry place I would go get a light snack which would be a full grilled cheese a large fries and they have like a million sauces so I would get like <laughs> 30 of every single sauce they, they were had, like, known for their honey sauces mustard but... wasabi like sriracha ranch wasabi fry ranch, sauce like, which i don't know what that is fry sauce well delicious. it's literally like russian dressing it's amazing um i gained so much weight second semester senior year it was yeah uh, oh my second semester senior year it, so. yeah it's hard my second semester senior <laughs> year we did my friends and i did this is we were degenerates and we were pretty much done our work we did what was called the shotgun challenge a group of us where you have to shotgun a beer a day for the 30 days leading up to graduation. And I calculated how many <laughs> calories all of that was. And I, it was horrifying. But worth it. And shocking. I have a video of, of it that I can show people every like 10 years. So worth you it. Is it like be. one minute every day for 30 days? Is it like, <laughs> you have to, you shot, we all like had to take it and prove that you took it. So you, you had to stay, do it once a day, prove it. If you miss that day, the next day, and then every day after that, you have to do two a day. And then if you miss that, then you have to shotgun two a day and then take a shot too. I got to that level because there were some days when it just wasn't going to happen. I'm proud of you. But it was a mistake. Thank you. Did you guys have campus candy in Syracuse? We did did not. Okay. It was like a chain of candy stores and they also had a Froyo station. And my friends and I would go every day, like every other day and fill up bags of candy and then get frozen yogurt and go eat it in the dorm. And then we would go out and drink. Like, that's a really good way to die early. We were... We had Yogurtland, but I never liked Yogurtland. Oh, I loved Yogurtland. No, I didn't like it. It was, like, bad. It was, like, liquid. Yeah. It was gross. Froyo was really big. It was in Syracuse. It was just, like, did we really have fine dining? Or was it fine dining? No, I don't think any restaurant in Syracuse was, like, good, per se. To be honest, Chuck's had really good burgers and fried pickles. Chuck's was, like, the, like, senior bar. Gotcha. But it's no longer there, in case you were curious, Jess. Rest yeah, they demolished it for a gentrification building. 
that's not right. <laughs> Wait, so Annie, when you came to LA, you felt very insecure because you had a little bit of like college weight. It was like the college like, weight thing. I had had like no real sense of style yet. I think I was still like mm-hmm. dressing how I thought I should dress, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. And I like I wasn't confident in my career yet. I wasn't confident. Like it, I just really I had to build up my confidence at first. And then like so I would go. Remember the bungalow in Santa Monica? That's like I where you go. Like when you move and like I remember walking in and like I would see the giant line and all of the outfits and I was just like I can't fit here. I can't fit this mold. And that's when I realized like oh, I'm not going to fit this mold. And I started wearing just like t-shirts and jeans to the bungalow with like a hat because I didn't want to get something. Yeah. It was perfect. Hats are your signature. They really are. I love them. With what are they hats. called? Flat built hats? I don't wear flat brims. No, I would call oh, them like, don't? they're like more like a 90s dad hat. I think okay. I like a shallow hat. Flat brims are very different. Gotcha. I'm wearing Jess, how do you like look a in a hat? It's very I- specific. How do I look in a hat? That's a good question. I have a massive head, but I have to wear hats when I go outside because I'm so <laughs> pale and I already have had a skin cancer scare. So mm. for me, it's just like a necessity, but I have like a couple of big hats. Like I have a bucket hat I really like. I have a baseball hat. Like I look fine, but they're just not meant for me. Like, How do you I feel just- when you're wearing the bucket hat? Like what feeling do bucket hats give to people? Because I'm curious about them. I feel like, I hope that no one can see me right now. Like if I don't make eye contact. But I think that people will look at you more than not (laughs) if you're wearing a bucket hat. Like if I see someone genuinely like trying to pull off a bucket hat, I'm like, you look ridiculous. Mm -hmm. My bucket hat is like a stylish and expensive one. I splurged because I felt like I really needed it. I will say this. I was at the Brentwood Country Mart today and I was wearing my bucket hat and I saw a one Whitney Port from the Hills in the city, also a Jew. And she's very stylish. She did a double take and looked at me and was like, I'm thinking that she was thinking, wow, that girl looks cool. She's really pulling off that hat. And then she looked away. I don't know if that's true or not, but I think I don't think you misread that double take at all. I think that was the right thought. What else do you wear when you have the hat on, too? (laughs) Yeah, we want to know the whole image of the that. like because if your hair was in the braid it's currently in and you were wearing the bucket hat i don't think she was looking at you like in a complimentary <laughs> way it was in the braid i have to admit <laughs> what what kind of hairstyle would look good with a bucket hat like just down none literally none they it just looks bad there's no way to to spin it or style it like you just need to embrace it and know that you're not do you keep the rim down or do you flip it up i keep it down <laughs> i want to get it for you guys I actually have a funny story. My sister's boyfriend and I and, and my sister went out for ice cream and we were in front of the store that was selling the bucket hat and we're sitting outside eating our ice cream. A mannequin is wearing the bucket hat and he looks at the hat, looks at us and goes, that is the ugliest hat I've ever seen. Why would anyone buy that? <laughs> and I go, I have that hat. <laughs> And he was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Like, I didn't know. Like, I'm sure it's cool when you have it on. Da, 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 da. And I was like, I thought it was so funny. I was like, forgiven. But he's <laughs> never going to live it down. I'll tell you that much. Yeah. I do think ugly things, I think this is like a Gen Z thing. They like love like really ugly clothes. I feel like but they're mm-hmm. cool. But they're like from the 90s that you're just like, we got rid of this for a reason. And they Absolutely. think it's cool now. Oh, yeah. I have these cousins who are like 18 and go to NYU. And they always post pictures. Well, it's real, they're twins. One is like absolutely um, That's gay and like cool. plays lacrosse and 
is very cool and like actually looks cool. And the other one is like this giant whore, I assume. And (laughs) (laughs) she wears the fugliest clothing, like, you know, super chunky, like old Steve Madden, um, like platform boots, like up to her thighs with like Mm -hmm. Gucci stockings and like denim shorts. And then like crop tops that are like the, you know, like the made tops, but then she'll put like, a cropped like leather jacket over it with like tassels it's just like a fucking cesspool and she gets like 900 likes and a million comments so who's Damn. to say i want to bring it back that's to annoying really quickly that is annoying annie did you go on birthright no i was gonna go um this year but i don't see that happening uh i just haven't had time to go on birthright yet i want to they keep like i haven't been either like kind of not rushed jc we should go together i know i'm down i also think though that you might be able to go if you like wind up marrying a not Jewish partner. I think you can go also for free with your partner. Why? Because they want you to convert. Yeah. Bonus points. Yeah. Just I'm, I'm down to go. Like I just yeah haven't. yeah. I went on birthright. I really liked it. I thought it was really fun and interesting. But I was like, fucking exhausted. It's just so much stuff in such a little time, and you're on a bus for a majority of it which I didn't love. I would really mm. like to go back to Israel on my own time and like stay at like a cool, mm-hmm. you know, do my own sort of. You know, one thing I've heard about birthright, I know multiple yeah. people who on their birthright trips had threesomes. Like that's a what? thing for birthright. Really? Yeah. Oh my God. People. I don't think I had a threesome. Like with ours. people that were on the trip with or like soldiers? Birthright. Some within birthright and some I like have friends who fell in love with Israeli Defense Force soldiers. Yeah. And they definitely didn't. It was like unrequited love, wasn't it? Like they didn't love always the American back. Yeah. Because for mm-hmm. those of you. Such a scam. <laughs> for those of you who don't no one know, loves Americans back, I feel like. Unless they want a visa. Yeah. For some reason. Like, Mind day fiance. <laughs> every birthright trip, there are thousands of them. Millions, maybe. Each trip gets like three IDF soldiers. I think it's soldiers who like are on their best behavior get to like hang out in Israel with a group of like 30 American kids for a week. It's kind of fun. I feel like it's like winning the lottery. If you're the soldier, it's like, Oh, you did really well on your two years of required army training. Now you get to like, fuck all these American girls, like go at it. Totally. Mm-hmm. It's a great award. American girls can fuck. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> I said it and I was like, Ooh, speaking of, <laughs> speaking of which Annie, do you feel like you need to date Jewish women or do you not care? Uh, I used to really care. Yeah. Now it's kind of because like the pool of like smart pool gay women is so small. It's even smaller if they're Jewish. And I just, mm-hmm. I, it's not, I don't want to limit myself. Like it's important. I do want to raise my kids Jewish because I think it's a great upbringing when you do mm-hmm. it right. But I, it's not important to me. I, I think it, it's, it's nice for the marriage because you have a shared um, upbringing you can like kind of talk about that right. know what you're getting almost with their family I think like most Jewish families understand each other um, yeah. but now it doesn't matter and my par- my my grandparents used to care and my parents never really cared but my grandparents are dead so we're good so that fuck makes em. things easier <laughs> just to bring it full circle here Annie actually dated a girl who I went to sleep away camp with who she met on Bumble right yeah, that was on Bumble. She was Jewish mm-hmm. too. She was the only yeah. Jew I've dated ever. Wow, really? Yeah, but I didn't like her laugh, so I ended things. And one other thing. <laughs> I'm sure she doesn't listen, right? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> to bring Wait. it even more full circle. Um, Annie also went on one singular date with my friend who is Jewish, and that didn't work out either. This is going to sound bad, but who? Yeah. Hannah. Oh, right, right. Yeah, I did. I remember, <laughs> I remember it now. I remember it now. Wow, maybe I don't <laughs> That was like also Jewish a girls. Bumble date. That was a Bumble date. Maybe Bumble's That's not working for maybe me. Maybe you don't like Bumble, is what it... Yeah. yeah. I'm really picky. Which is good. I think that's Mm -hmm. the way to do it. Don't lower your standards. I told Annie, we had a guest who we interviewed. And after the interview, I texted Annie and I was like, oh my God, you need to date this woman. And Annie goes, why is it? Because we're both Jewish and gay. And I said, yes. And some other stuff too. (laughs) Mostly that. No, I like you being a matchmaker. That's like very like Yenta of you. Thank you. Well, I actually, I have a girl that I want to, well, I still want to set you up with, but she's like still dating. I thought she had broken up with her girlfriend, but I guess they're back together. Um, but I told her to like look at you on Instagram and she was like, oh, she's so funny and she's cute. And I was like, well, if you ever break up with your girlfriend, like I'll hook it up. Yeah. I'll like have to wait for that and like for her to like get over the girlfriend too. So it'll be like a couple I know, years. it's such a hassle. I want to go back to camp real quick. Yes. Annie, did you have like <laughs> foreign counselors? Um, how did that work for you? Also, I'm curious about your all girls camp and your sexual awakening like if that had anything to do with one another or we did have australians our um ropes instructor was this like very hot australian man and i like was his name robbie it might have been he was like a blonde we had one of those too it was probably the same one i feel like he just like ran train on all those summer camps in pennsylvania (laughs) um but (laughs) he was the australian then otherwise they had like eastern europeans like working the kitchen like flew them out. I don't know. We had them too. Ukrainians, all Ukrainians. And they were, some of them were really hot. And like Mm -hmm. the boys at camp would get obsessed with like the one really hot. We called them KMP. I think it was called like, Oh, kitchen maintenance personnel was what they were. Mm -hmm. And all the boys would get obsessed with like one Ukrainian per summer and like dedicate all their songs to her. And it was like a whole thing. What songs? It's, uh, you know, I can't be like makeup songs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like like color work. camp just not now. Co- wait, wait, you know, I was a color war captain. <laughs> you That's were. Cool. I was yeah. a color war general when I was a counselor, but I wasn't cool enough to be a captain. General was more. Generals actually one of like the most impressive things. Like put that on your resume. Thank you. That's really impressive. I, it's there. <laughs> um, but we. So my camp, we had camp. It, so there were two brothers. Uh, I think they're one of the not the Cohen brothers. I think actually, but they. Um, <laughs> It was Noel was ours. So Noel ran the girls camp and it was like, he was like very hippie. Like we had creative service every Friday night after you had Shabbat services, obviously, but we had creative service. Like, and then, uh, he was the hippie one. And then his brother ran the boys side, which was across the brother's name, Nathan, Nathan and Noel. (laughs) Get it? Cause Ethan and, okay. 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 That was good. Sorry. Sorry. JC. That was good. That was really good. That was um, funny. No, but the brother was like a dick. Like, so my bro- my older brother went to the boys' side and they bullied the shit out of him. Like he, but he like also did like drama and musical theater stuff. So that's probably on mm. him because like they Gosh, don't yeah. think it's cool. But I had like the best time at camp ever. And I was like, just like enjoying being, no one was mad at me for being a tomboy. I was like a huge tomboy. Got all my brother's hand-me-downs. Also always wore a hat. I did realize I was gay when I was there and that stunk, even though I, I did get my first makeout with, this boy Dylan Jaloza on the With, boys' he side. He went to the camp like grade. across the river. He was on the boys' side. We'd have, we'd have discos. Did uh, you have DJ discos. Jeff? Which one? DJ Jeff we had. And DJ then DJ Jeff. Yanni. You, did you have Yanni? DJ, this, DJ Jeff Yanni. Same person. Yeah. Okay. Well, Jeff, okay. <laughs> well, we're agreeing. Well, did you have Ron Dagon? Actually, this is important. Did you have Ron Dagon? 
probably. I don't, they, I feel like they all did it. Did you do square dancing at yours? Did you do, yeah, Sue and Lou? What? Mm -hmm. Okay, don't tell me that like (laughs) sleepaway camp is so cool. You missed out if you didn't go. You were fucking square dancing. Actually, during square dancing, I realized I was gay too because I was like dancing. You got to dance with girls at an all-girls camp and I was just like, ooh, I'm like enjoying this. I was like, ooh. That turns your corner, corner, and I was like, grand, right, grand, right, weave, and now weave out, weave around the room, promenade. Yeah. (laughs) When you get back home, give me a cheer. Woo. It's not stuck to an ocean wave. Now turn it, turn it, turn it, turn it. Jesse, sorry, Jesse. Can you please just like host like a Zoom, like I just, Zoom like, square dancing? Zoom square dancing. Yes, that was very good. Oh dancing. god, it was like my favorite activity ever. And you would do like popcorn. Do, 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 yes. Like we played this yeah. game. We played this game at the bu- at our bunk called Superlatives, where we would like sit in circles. It was kind of a bitchy game, but fun. Like if you were one of the bitches. Mm-hmm. But were you one, one of the person asked? I remember one of not really. Okay. I'm like, I think I was never really a bully. I was nice. I was the bullied. Yeah. Um, but one girl, the first question was most likely to masturbate in their bunk bed with a pad on. And they said this girl, Grace Magoon. And we were all like, yes. <laughs> then it was like most likely to be a lesbian. And they chose me. And I was like, no. And then, obviously <laughs> I was. And then, this, and then like a couple days later, this girl, Jenna, had writing on her shirt. And I was looking at the writing. And she goes, Annie, can you stop looking at my boobs? I was like, I'm Aww. not. Well, I mean, I That's was at, as well as the writing, but yeah. It was sad. That must have been hard. Yeah, it wasn't fun. I, I, like, it was like a darker time. It was very dark yeah. and very hard. A lot of like Googling and then deleting the search history, watching mm-hmm. the L word and then like deleting. The, it's a lot of history deleting on the internet. Do you feel like your parents were supportive and they kind of like knew or were they surprised? They were, everyone was shocked. And I like, I, I'm shocked that everyone was shocked. Um, But they were, my dad like made a joke immediately because that's who he is. My mom was pretty supportive, thought it was a phase though. So it took a second to be like, this is not a phase. This is what it is. But I, my, uh, my mom's sister is gay and came out like in the eighties and has like a wife and like has had children. So we're obviously an open family, but it took me, it, it was, they were actually the easier part. My cousins were the really hard ones because we were so close. Uh, and then my, like the last people I came out to were like my grandparents, which I was really glad that I was able to come out to them. Yeah. It's probably so they like, could, like know who I am. Mm-hmm. It is. And now I'm just like, love talking about gay shit. It's so fun. I love talking about it too. And I'm very straight. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like you have, wanna... you are a gay man almost JC. Like you have like, very, I know, like... I know. <laughs> I always do... You should have seen my Spotify wrapped. It was like a little shop of horrors. <laughs> Hamilton, Lady Gaga, <laughs> Kylie Minogue, and then like some heavy metal for like when I'm having like a day. But um, <laughs> I got back into emo music. I have like an emo. Oh, me too. Oh, it's like the used. That's okay. how you know it's been a tough year if you're getting back into emo music. I always feel like I've I, never left. <laughs> I've always been in. <laughs> I always feel like I have the sense of humor of a gay man, but also I'm like, maybe I'm just giving myself a compliment that I don't deserve. Like, I don't know if that's true. I think or you do. I, want be. <gasps> I think you do. I, I thought this about you, and I think that like, because you're very, like, I think that, correct me if I'm wrong, that you're, like, a type A type of person. Correct. Um, but, like, you're that, like, okay. Oh, Jesse's doing, like, that hand. Jesse's doing that because I'm you know late what? sometimes. Here's the thing. You have I to on time to things. Ugh. Jess appears very type A, but she is very prone to running late, being frazzled, and making mistakes. 
and no <laughs> no shade like i am exactly the she same did way make a mistake in our email actually <laughs> that's what i'm saying well, you can cut that the thing is the more you do the more opportunity there is to make mistakes and i feel like i'm constantly spinning a lot of plates right when we work but together I think you you're great, a busy yes. body and i, I think you, you you're very responsible but i yeah. think there's a difference between being a type a person and then being a good worker right they're different okay Okay, speaking of, I want to bring it back. Speaking of overcoming hardships, you are famously lactose intolerant. Do you attribute that to being Jewish and how do you deal with that? Uh, I do because my dad is, we both, I grew up with IBS. We have the same thing where it's... Shout out IBS. Yes. um, We have the same thing where when we get like a super anxious feeling immediately have to go to the bathroom, stuff like that. And I think that's also comes with like the Jewish neuroses. I think that they're connected. I have no idea what the lactose intolerance is with that. I guess mm. that actually is science, but I think that like with like um with the IBS stuff, I think a lot of that's like mental and I think it's tied into being Jewish. Yeah. It absolutely yeah. is. I also famously ignore my lactose intolerance and just like yes, go to town and make flurry. Yeah. When that's Annie lactose and I intolerant t- thing. It's fun. <laughs> just act like it's you like, don't have it. It's honestly like a it is like a game though. Like I never take a lactate because I want to know like what's on the docket. Like, am I getting the diarrhea? Like I love when I do get it, but sometimes I just get um like I mean, heartburn and constipation. Yeah. So I do it like I'll have so much dairy when I'm just home and then I like know I'm home and safe and it's great. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. When Annie and I worked together, she would constantly be snacking on dairy. She'd be like eating macaroni and cheese or like mashed potatoes. And I'd be like, Annie, why are you doing this to yourself? Like, you because know, you're going to be in pain. But sometimes the juice is worth the squeeze. Mm. Ain't that the truth? That's my <laughs> <Yeah>. motto. <laughs> it really, it's because it's sad if you, like, I used to get so bummed out when I was, like, keeping, like, the anti-dairy thing. When all my friends would have ice cream and I'd have to have, like, sherbet or whatever it's called. Like, that's sad. Oh. Yeah, sure. Luckily, now there are a lot of great dairy-free ice cream options. Los Shout Angeles, out to Van yeah. Lewin, my mm-hmm. personal favorite. But, Van Lewin's yeah. so good. Ugh. It's so good. I yeah, prefer that. their dairy free to their mm-hmm. dairy. Well, full. that's why, like, I love Dunkin' Donuts for like introducing the oat milk to everything because it's just like it oh, doesn't you go to any Dunkin' that. Donuts. Because when you're when I was back in Pennsylvania, it was like kind of awkward because I would want non dairy milk and like my coffee and stuff, and they'd be like, "We only have whole milk," and it's just like mm-hmm. that's disgusting. The problem in LA is we have an embarrassment of riches. It's like, do I have oat milk? Do I have hemp milk? Do I have coconut milk? Do I have almond milk? Do I have pea milk i can't decide I, I truly every time i just make a game time decision i'm so sorry i'm I not pea milk <laughs> <laughs> from peas not from going pee it's crazy that like no one even carries soy anymore like soy is like such a thing so the men can't dope. have soy i didn't realize that men can't i know it's crazy yeah. the estrogen oh, um cool. i want to quickly pivot to comedy because yeah like that's your thing it's all of our thing as just said here. i'm so funny on instagram Mm-hmm. You're so funny and on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Thank you. When did you when did you know you wanted to like do the whole comedy writing slash Hollywood thing? Like obviously you moved here with a purpose. Like what was what was your idea? Uh I realized it really, I would say in like ninth or tenth grade. I always knew I wanted to go into like writing stuff. Um, because I just like I'm a crazy person. But I realized in like ninth or tenth grade in high school because we had a good morning announcements uh studio and i mm. took it upon myself i would get really irritated with like people not like having good etiquette like in the hallways in the library like not putting the books back so the first i created the etiquette committee and every like m- 
couple of weeks, I would create like new videos being like, here's how you walk in the hallways and like write those and film them and do the whole thing. And that's when I was like, oh, I'm good at this. And this is like really fun. So then I did like a lot of TV stuff and then like looked up what the best program was for it. And that was Syracuse. And then I was just, it was just like, and then when I was there, I was, and when I was at Syracuse, I ran a sketch comedy group. Um, you did? Into, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh my God. So yeah, you were like way it. ahead of me. I didn't do any comedy, anything in college. Yeah, but you're like funnier than I am. So it's okay. No, you're much funnier than I am. I or, we could to... go back and forth for ages. Well, wow, I love <laughs> Let me interrupt this. I auditioned for the improv team like three times in college, <laughs> but I always like, I never actually wanted to do it. So I was like, I always threw the audition because I didn't like that they rehearsed after 9 PM. I thought that that was too late. <laughs> and that's why I do like, I can never be a stand up or a performer. Like I need to be in an office where I can like write and be funny and then go to sleep mm-hmm. at a reasonable hour. Yeah. So that's I think I the night owl thing is really cool. Like when I was in New York last fall, I was like bopping around open mics and I like loved like the nighttime. It, New York, LA is like not good for it, but New York is yeah. just like no. so fun because you, like, you see all the other people doing mics and stuff like that. And it's like you're like the cockroaches are of New York City, like in the night. Like it's just, I like the nighttime. I know. Thing. I would it's love cool. to do that in New York. I feel like the LA scene is pretty clicky. Mm-hmm. Or you go to a mic that you think, is it going to be clicky? And then it's just like all fucking weirdos, like 48 year old women who like are just talking about porn. And it's like, just give it up, honey. Yeah. I don't know. The ones I've gone to in LA, LA are like all, I'm a lot of the time, the only woman is very weird. Still? Yeah. That's it's, crazy. It's, I mean, oh, I haven't yeah. obviously haven't done them in a while, but it's like weird. Like I remember once I was the only woman I went up first. And then I obviously stayed and watched other people. And like, then they like kept referencing my stuff that I said and like, being a woman like using my jokes like into theirs and I was like that's this is very typical yeah it is so typical damn you obviously you mentioned before so I'm not breaking any barriers here but you worked for Sarah Silverman and I'm curious like obviously she's a Jew you're a Jew do you think that bond or connection like helps your relationship flourish or like maybe helps you get the job I I think it's obviously you got me the job which I think oh, right, yeah. you were the reason I got the job. Uh, I think 100%. I think it was just like this like known sisterhood. I like, got really close mm-hmm. with her family, who's obviously Jewish. Uh, and she's really into talking about, and when we did this Silver Men in A-Town um, video game thing, like she talked about Jewish stuff a lot and it was easy for me to like be able to share from my own experiences. And it's just speaks to like what being an American Jew is that like we have so many shared experiences. Mm-hmm. And like even like certain like kids were anti-Semitic to her in high school said one thing to her and I was like oh my god they said that to me in my school 20 years later like it's so there's that I think it definitely helps the relationship like flourish even more and just yeah I I just think it is like bond yeah it really is it's just it's I mean we had that too Jess when we worked together and it was nice yeah we did because we worked together on I love you America which was Sarah's show on Hulu Mm -hmm. I just hope that in 20 years when you have an assistant you're not still bonding with him or her or them about something Did you say 20 years? Why 20? Why not well, like Why is it taking 20... me so long? Well, okay, you said 20 <laughs> years ago, in 10 years, whatever. Your assistant's mm-hmm. not Thank being you. like, oh yeah, someone said something anti-Semitic to me in high school too. I have this fantasy that anti-Semitism is going to just go away. It's not going to, but a girl can dream. Yeah, it's never going away. It's never going People away. really Jason do not, not like Jews. <laughs> like, People dang. really I don't, don't like it. Yeah. I saw a thing recently actually too of a uh, pictures of all of like the cartoon villains like 
Hades, like the guy from Hunchback of Notre Dame, they all have hooked noses. The guy from the Hunchback of Notre Dame, um, what's his name? Lord Fry- Lord Froyo? Sure. Is that him? He has he has thumb rings. And when I was a child, I thought that was like the sexiest thing ever. <laughs> and I think that's why I, I like Jeff Goldblum because he reminds oh. me of Lord Froyo. Like I, I always had a crush on that guy and I like couldn't place... Mm-hmm. Anyway, it's a weird thing. But yeah, maybe he does look a little Jewish. I was biting my tongue, though, because I was also going to say he's so hot, that animated cat. Like, for <laughs> real. It's so weird. He's sexy. It's, I, I don't know. There are a lot. I was saying to someone this weekend, I was like, yeah, one of my sexual awakenings was um, that the girlfriend in the Goofy movie. I was like, she, they made her really hot. I know that's weird. But, but... They did, I think they did it on purpose. Like, Scar is very hot. Like, he just, the lion? He's a badass lion. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. With, like, Jeremy oh, yeah. Irons voicing. Like, okay. Jeremy Irons voice. He's, like, Fuck tall, star. dark, and handsome. Mm-hmm. With, like, some, you know, baggage. Sexy. What's not to like? Danny Phantom. So hot. I don't know if you remember. Some David is a little young, I find. He's <laughs> too young. Similar. He's a cartoon character. I feel like my Will and I, yeah. my roommate, watch, um, like, we love, like, high school. We just watched High School Musical, the musical TV show on Disney+. Mm-hmm. Plus, and... They're obviously like these adorable kids, but like before we really say they're adorable or anything, we Google how old they are because we don't want to, if they're like under 18, you do your we're like they're just, they're sweeties. We'll like talk about their talent, but that's it. They're 18. <laughs> like they're all 17. Uh, Olivia Rodrigo 17. Yeah. Well, she's, the driver's she's everywhere now. Girl, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know the backstory, so we don't need to get into <laughs> don't it. Don't really, I know it's great. I'm not giving you the backstory, but it's, I love it so much. I'm so, I feel like I, I heard the Army Hammer drama, and that's not the drama I'm focusing on. I'm focusing on the Olivia. Rodrigo. Oh, I'm so far gone. I'm knee deep in Army Hammer drama, and I, I honestly think I'm gonna talk about it with my therapist this week because I can't stop like talking about it and thinking about it. I mean, I'm honestly more knee deep in the John Mulaney drama, to be honest. Is there more Is drama? There? Yeah. Well, I was like in this Facebook group, this Facebook gossip group, and um, so his Naturally. wife got her Instagram back. Because she had take she had deleted it for a while. Apparently, unfollowed him, unfollowed all his friends, changed her name back to like Anna Tendler, like took the Mulaney out of her name. So yeah, there's more drama. <gasps> Ooh, keep me updated. Yeah. I'll keep you updated. Mm-hmm. God, or I did that Facebook um, group. Sounds amazing. Oh my. <laughs> <laughs> I love gossip. I love it. So me much. too. No, same. So there's much. something wrong with me. Yeah, I think it's a Jewish thing. I really do. I remember telling my aunt Miriam at a family reunion. While all my like great aunts were gathered around talking shit, I was like, I really feel bad gossiping. Like it just, I feel like it's not right. And she goes, Well, you're in the wrong family then. <laughs> I was like, Honestly, you're right. And then I just embraced it. Yeah, Yasa Miriam. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She's a queen. Families are for gossip. I love family gossip. Yes, they are. And I think now we're all at the age where we get like the real gossip. Like the dirty, oh, yeah. Yeah. I'm waiting for the Millie Bobby Brown. Like I'm waiting for something to happen with her. So Jess didn't put anything about Millie Bobby Brown in our I outline, but I'm fucking ready to dish. I, know. I am ready to dish. I think the people came to this podcast for the MBB shit throwdown. Mm-hmm. So I think just start us off. What's the latest? So I will, I will say this. It was four years ago like a, a week ago that I posted on Facebook. She, this is like right after Stranger Things came out. And I was like, I gotta be honest, Millie Bobby Brown sucks. I hate her. I like, it's just like my, ins- I trust my Instagram. I trust my gut. But I saw a video of her on Instagram singing um, that song from Dreamgirls that Jennifer Hudson sings. And like to an audience who didn't ask for it, she was like, I'm singing this. And it was just so cringy. She just released another song too. And it's just, is just as cringy. And that was like my moment where I was like, she kind of sucks. 
but she was a 12 year old and people were like, and you can't say that about a 12 year old. Um, she's going to turn 18 soon. And that's like when everything's going to happen. No, well, she's fake. I think she's, she likes attention. She's, she's still 16 now. She's oh, 17 already. Oh, I think, I, think I think the thing that bothers me as well is the obsession with her because I love Stranger Things. And I she's think all those boys, everyone else is amazing. They really do their work. She, their character of 11, she just is must, an idiot. she shows up to work. She doesn't do a goddamn thing. She like screams once in a while, like just stares blankly yeah. at her co-stars. I well, in the past find her season, really infuriating. In the past season, they there was no consistency with her where there was some, she was making out with Mike and she was being really mature, breaking up with him. And then suddenly she would like pick up a fork and be like, what is this? And it was just like, you can't, there's a disconnect here and you can't do both. Here's my thing. No, with, I completely agree. My thing with Millie Bobby Brown, when I was working at United Talent Agency, I believe at the same time as JC, she was trying to get representation in America because how it works is a lot of... Didn't we, yeah, we spoke about this, I not on so, the podcast. Yeah. So please relay. So I mean, I fucking signed an NDA, but I don't care because I got fired. So fuck them. Basically... <laughs> What happens is if you are not American, you have a British or Australian or wherever you're from agent. And then you also eventually when you get big enough, you want to get an American agent. And her parents were like shopping her around to American agencies and they wanted to be paid to have Millie money. Well, it was like 100K. Like they wanted a signing fee for her. Like and it was a lot of money. Like Meryl Streep doesn't even get that. Like exactly. No one does that. It's like you get. You give away 10% of your income in exchange for getting jobs. Mm-hmm. And that's the way it works. You don't change the rules when you're like 13. You've been on one show, even though. It's and like, admittedly, that's not her fault. Like, that's obviously yeah. her parents are very screwed up. But just knowing that she comes from that sort of environment, like, makes me hate her a thousand times more yeah. than I already hate her. Yeah. You know what? Um, recently, I think, JC, you told me this, that she has a little brother. And I just, like, got so sad for that little boy. <laughs> Like you must no hate his sister. Yeah, she posted. No, it was, I think it was an older sister. Wasn't it an older sister? Oh, was it? I I, I, think, I think so. We'll figure it out. We'll talk and about she, it later. I, yeah, I just it was it was very sad. It was a sad day for me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm glad we got that off our chests. I need it. JC and I talk about it. We have like a constant stream of like Millie Bobby Brown. And honestly, like, I think I thank God for you, Annie, because I think people mm-hmm. would get so annoyed with me. They'd be like, you're Katie Heron talking about fucking regina george like yeah. the amount of times a day that i need JC, to talk you're about completely Melissa right Rana. i think that your juxtaposition of her 13 year old pictures and yours is like completely amazing like that is just like look at this Thank this you. girl's like insane um no, my fit, but that is, wearing, like, everyone. i can't even well you all jc I, I think you we also discussed it because there was like a moment where you were like you were like am i taking like the millie bobby brown thing i was like you're doing so much better than I could ever do with it. Like I call myself, like I'm the L. Ron Hubbard of hating Millie Bobby Brown, <laughs> but like, and, and I'm, I'm your like, David Miscavige, baby. I'm just out here spreading the word. I'm like, thank you, my child. It's amazing. <laughs> you haven't done an, an MBB post in a while. I haven't. Um, and here's why she's been posting a lot of brand sponsored content whether that be like a video or a photo of herself and on all those photos she purposely looks a lot younger because oh, okay. the brand wants her to feel like youthful and like Florence by Mills when she posts all her like branded shit it's like not that fun to piggyback off of that it's only fun to piggyback off of the photos that are blasphemous that she posts of herself like the selfies or her with like winged eyeliner and like huge French tips and like in a crop top those are the fun ones, but she's yeah. like kind of scaled back on that. I wonder if someone 
She's growing. Someone up. probably flagged your account, JC, and they were like, "We have to scale it back this commentary." Exactly. Just I glaring. That's probable. Mm-hmm. All eighty-three followers. <laughs> <laughs> it's at. What is it? I don't even know what it is. At Mildredful Bobby Brown, if you're <laughs> interested in following. There you go. Or just on your, if you scroll back at some of your older posts on at JC Knack. Is that your Instagram? Yeah, name? you'll find it. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. It is. Jack Knack. Um, Jack Knack. Annie, let's tell people where they could find you. Uh, I am uh, on both Twitter and Instagram at A-R-S-E-E-G. I call it R-C, but people pronounce it differently. Oh, I always say A-R-C. Oh, I like that. Yeah. No, no, I, I think it should be ARC. Yeah. I like, I think I, I, I thought of it when I was like younger and I was like, this is going to be the handle. And then now I'm just stuck with it. <laughs> Do you want to hear something so dumb? This just dawned on me. I always wondered what the R stand stood for. <laughs> I was like, Rose. Rose? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, there you go. Oh, well, there works. was a moment too where okay. I wanted people to call me AR. And mm-hmm. then obviously in America, the name AR is not cool. So I switched no. it back to Annie. Is it cool in another country? No, I don't think in any country. I don't think they like <laughs> AR. Okay, just wanted to clarify. <laughs> I am only speaking from um, personal experience. We, ha- we have a new segment that we started last week. Sorry, Jess. I didn't mean to steamroll you. No, go, go Please off. Please go ahead. Okay, go off. Um, it's called Buy For Real. And we have one last question that is completely non... It has nothing to do with Judaism, nothing to do with our past conversation. So here it goes. Um, we just want to know how you're going to spend your stimulus check. On rent. Part mm-hmm. of my rent. Okay. On part of my rent. That's okay. where it's going. What if about I could, like, I would buy, like, I probably weed would make me happy with that money. Like, weed and, Stimulate that economy, honey. Yeah. Just weed and just being able to have a bed to smoke my weed in. That's it. Aw. I love it. That's yeah. so wholesome. Yeah. It makes me happy. I'm a simple girl. Annie, this was a blast. Thanks for having... Thank no. you guys. For, I miss you guys a lot. <laughs> thank yeah, you. Thanks for having us, Annie. No problem. Anytime, really. Um, no, sh- thank you guys for having me. I miss you guys a lot. In the we pandemic. miss you. Yeah. Love yeah. you. Thanks for joining us, Annie. You can find her on Instagram and Twitter at rseeg or arseeg, depending on where you're from and how you pronounce it. If you're a fan of the show, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts or listen for free on Spotify. And don't forget to rate and review us. Leave us a comment. And if you want to support our show financially, please go to anchor.fm slash pray for us. Even $1 can make a difference. We're so appreciative. You can follow us on Insta at pray for us pod. And if you feel like it, send us a note at pray for us pod at gmail.com. Shabbat shalom. This podcast has been mastered and mixed by the one and only Josh Fisher. Yay, Josh. We love you, Josh. <laughs> <laughs>